I'm Mordecai Soames, and this is your weekly roundup from America's Frontline News. The American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the Children's Hospital Association last week issued a joint letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland demanding that he take action against those who oppose what they called gender-affirming care to children and adolescents in a move some are calling an attempt to shut down opposition to child castration surgery. Urging the Justice Department to investigate and prosecute social media users, the letter complains of bomb threats and other threats of violence directed at hospital staff, crimes that are already punishable under state laws. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis responded to the move, saying gender-affirming care is a mere euphemism for castrating children. The Massachusetts Department of Children and Families this week launched a sudden investigation into the welfare of the children of Rabbi Michael Green, the head of the Westboro, Massachusetts Jewish community and an outspoken critic of the mRNA injections. Agents of Massachusetts's version of Child Protective Services descended on the rabbi's home on the eve of the Jewish Rosh Hashanah holiday. Frontline News' Eliyahu Tulshinsky has more. Child Protection Services is targeting the children of someone who is not only a well-known activist against mRNA injection mandates, having provided thousands of exemptions to weary citizens, but he's also a well-known religious leader. When the story first broke that Rabbi Mikhail Green, a happily married father of 12 and community leader, was being investigated, it had all the hallmarks of a politicized use of the broad powers of CPS, an agency which enters the homes of 3.5 million children each year, disproportionately minority homes, without any warrant or explanation of why they're there. They demand to have children stripped down to their underwear to inspect their bodies while their parents are forced to sit by helplessly, and they have the dust on the floor measured, the height of the garbage, and the contents of their refrigerator are recorded. All this based on often anonymous reports, despite finding no abuse in 96% of the homes they investigate. CPS of Massachusetts won't say exactly what the initial report that started the investigation involves. But the agent in charge has been asking about the Greens declining a recommendation that one of their children undergo a high-risk invasive surgery under full anesthesia that would require opening their abdominal cavity. The Greens got second and third medical opinions that the surgery was unnecessary. Today, the child is doing great, healthy and happy, and fully functioning in every way. But apparently, asking for a second opinion is no longer considered good parenting, at least not at CPS, especially if you're on the wrong side of the political spectrum. Frontline News is also reporting on 10-year-old Evelyn Young, who's being forced to take powerful DNA-suppressing drugs used to facilitate organ transplants, despite not needing or even being recommended any kind of a transplant. Her parents lost custody over their objection to that medication, and the 75-pound intelligent girl that walked into the hospital is now recovering from brain damage after winding up temporarily blind and in a wheelchair following the hospital's forced provision of that drug. CPS refuses to release her even now from hospital care, even as her weight has gone down to a shocking 43 pounds. Evelyn's parents happen to be a preacher and a homeschooler, both of whom turned down the mRNA injections. America's Frontline News is Eliyahu Tulshinsky. Twitter Sunday removed a post by Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapo in which he recommended against COVID-19 injections for men ages 18 to 39. The Surgeon General had tweeted results of a recent series of studies that found an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related deaths among males aged 18 to 39 within 28 days following mRNA injection. The statement went on to say, The benefit of vaccination is likely outweighed by this abnormally high risk of cardiac-related death among men in this age group. Twitter censored the Surgeon General's guidance shortly thereafter for challenging medical experts and public health authorities, despite Ladapo being both a medical expert and public health authority. 
The social media platform has since reinstated Ladapo's post. A Pfizer executive Monday admitted in a European Union parliamentary hearing that the pharmaceutical corporation did not have data on the COVID-19 injection's ability to prevent transmission before going to market. Pfizer's president of international developed markets, Janine Small, was responding to direct question by parliament member Rob Roos in a special COVID-19 committee hearing. The Dutch parliament member asked Small, was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? The Pfizer executive answered by claiming that the company had to move at something she called, quote, the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. In a statement regarding Small's admission, Parliament member Roos slammed the Dutch government for mandating the COVID-19 vaccine, saying this is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Meanwhile, mainstream media outlets ignored or downplayed the revelation, reporting on the hearing but completely omitting Pfizer's admission. Following a report last Thursday by America's Frontline News, fierce backlash and calls for boycott have forced PayPal to abandon a policy update that would have fined users $2,500 for what they call misinformation and objectionable content. According to the now-defunct policy, a user could not use PayPal for activities that, quote, involve the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that in PayPal's sole discretion are harmful, obscene, harassing, or objectionable. Frontline News' Yudi Sherman has more. Well, what I think is important for us to learn from this week is the PayPal fiasco, where PayPal decided that it was going to start fining its users $2,500 at least for misinformation or anything that they find objectionable, as they said, in PayPal's sole discretion. I mean, this was, talk about a, a complete overreach of a, a financial company institution that is becoming itself a legislator. And you know what? The people rose up, something that doesn't happen very often, but people actually fought back. America's Frontline News' Yudi Sherman. After four months, a cause of death has finally been released for Gwen Caston, the 17-year-old daughter of U.S. Representative Sean Caston, who died suddenly in her sleep in June. According to a statement from the Caston family published by the congressman on Friday, Gwen, quote, died of a sudden cardiac arrhythmia. The statement went on to say, she was fine and then her heart stopped. We don't know what caused the arrhythmia and likely never will. The family says that Gwen was fully vaccinated. In September, Congressman Caston called unvaccinated people knuckleheads, telling Business Insider that every member of his staff got the shots, quote, because they don't like to be dead. The Castons acknowledge the recent phenomenon of sudden unexplained heart failure among young healthy people, but appeared stymied as to the reason, instead chalking Gwen's death up to random chance. For more top news and analysis, go to our website at americasfrontlinenews.com. You've been listening to Mordechai Sones at America's Frontline Doctors Frontline News.